the Podjectivity Network. Normally. Um, all that stuff you said about the video games and the pathways and the creativity and the, you know, I, there's a struggle in my house. I, well, the four boys, everybody loves the Xbox. We got one PlayStation user. Um, they, they really, you know, old man Higgs sitting here on my lawn telling everyone to get off of it. I would like them to do things more. Uh, they tell me about their exploits in the video games, and it's a huge disconnect. I just, I got nothing. I, I can't say, like, congratulations or, because I'm just like, good, you know, that's fine. But you could be, mix it up a little, you know. And I had to tell somebody the other day, like, if you really want me to be, like, psyched up or, like, really proud of you, like, walk the dogs without being asked. Do something in the real world. I'll go bonkers if you do that. Mm. I'll, uh, help out. I will go bonkers for that. I just don't have a gear where I'm, I don't know, some things is just an age, age barrier or something. I just. Would it be different if it was a sport? Which is also mm. sort of an imaginary world, kind of. Interesting. That's a good question. Nobody really plays sports, so I... It wouldn't be contributing to your life, like walking the dogs or doing the dishes, but hey, I made a goal. Soccer. But when you're... Right. If your kid is playing a sport, though, you're just happy that he's doing something. Athleticism falls in a different category than... Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. And two of the kids tried the sports and, you know, always very supportive, but it's just not them. It's just not, it's not their thing. And they drifted away, just stopped. So trying to connect over a video game. Yeah. I'm like, so they play a lot of, uh, all the conventional stuff like Call of Duty Oh god, that sounds really violent. I've everybody everybody that. in the house has played like nine different versions of Call of Duty. Uh there's games like uh post-apocalyptic games like uh I think wow. it's Fallout, the Fallout series. Getting a good nod there. Mm -hmm. Uh you're wandering through this world of like mutants and zombies and trying to find food and shelter. So there's like a survivalist kind of aesthetic to it. They play old music in it. Assassin's Creed. All the assassin, yeah. So right, right now, one of my kids is playing the like Spartan version of Assassin's Creed because there's all, there's an Egyptian one, there's a uh, plague era Britain one, there's a Revolutionary War one. There's there's all these different versions of Assassin's Creed. Pirates. There's a pirate one. They've played them all. Right now, one of my kids is is all over this uh, Spartan one. Loves it. Um. And they tell me about it, and I just I don't I don't I don't I don't connect. It's just I'm an old guy, and I just don't. Is it the same as? And I'm sitting in the living room listening to records with the lights off. Yeah, like a movie. And they're not into that. Or it's like is is it still entertainment? The video games is it equivalent to watching a movie? And they're watching some like romantic comedy, and you're like I I'm I don't care about romantic comedies at all. It, it's more than that to them, as I. 
talk about it. The one of the most bizarre things is how goal oriented kids become when they play Grand Theft Auto. Huh. The goals to get the money, to hmm. build your empire, to to expand your sphere of influence. Because you can like there's all sorts of avenues and and I'm going to screw this all up, but you know, you've always heard of like the you can kind of pull somebody out of their car, you can steal their car and then like pick up a prostitute and all this kind of <laughs> oh, stuff. God. You know, that Sweet. Lower level stuff. It's more than you did in Vegas, Andy. Yeah. Mm, burn. Sick <laughs> a good burn. One. Uh, but then you can, then it's about like growing the empire. Then mm. you, you turn your money into millions. You have. Make your money work for you. People who work for you. Your cartel grows. Uh, then you can get into like legitimate businesses. Uh, and then one of the things though is you're always able to. Just hit a button and go into this menu, and depending on how much money you have, you can trick out your car, your cars. You can fill a warehouse with Fast and Furious type cars. Uh, so it's like a microcosm of living a really su- like successful criminal life. Yeah, yeah, but it's like really goal oriented. And then go legit. And yeah, if you if you choose. Uh, so are you like hey? How about applying these skills into your daily life, guys? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the oldest argument in the world, you know, like. Quick question, though, before you get into that. Can you get thrown in prison and fucked in Grand Theft Auto? Good question. Oh, my don't God. Don't know. I don't know if that's. Consequences. <laughs> right. Yeah, because the whole game, you're just above the law. Like, oh. You just. No consequences. I don't. I don't know though. That's I don't why it's so fun. They never to play. come down and tell me like, oh, I went to prison. Uh, it's I always just. Tonight, yeah. I got a new charger. Uh, I got mm. a new Lamborghini. I don't know. Right. What the kids like these days? But I lost my pinky. But yeah, it's a that's a strange kind of goal structure. But they it's really make believe. Yeah, it's 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 kind of bizarre. I don't know how different that is on some level, though, to like when I was collecting little toy tractors, one sixty fourth inch scale. Oh, baby, tractors! Mm. And, uh, collecting. I, I had all of the machines that my dad couldn't afford that I wish oh. we had on the farm. Ah, interesting. It, that were expensive and out of reach, and for a kid to play Grand Theft Auto who loves cars, I mean. Kids and cars is as old as time itself. Matchbooks, you know, matchbox cars. Mm-hmm. There's a definitely a link between these worlds and the game. And we had trays of matchbox cars. If you handed us an Xbox and said, "You can drive pick, one of those," pick <laughs> any car you've ever imagined. Yeah. Choose the color. Choose the interior. Choose the wheels. Yeah, we would have. It, heroin. We it, we'd have never come outside. And you can choose a prostitute to ride in yeah. with you. I mean, come on. So are we'd have been s- no different. Are you saying that it's somehow the same as playing video games and like? Well, I'm just in drawing. World? I'm I'm drawing a link between mm. the way that you know whether it's models, little models and toys that represent something that is. You know, a supercar that you're never really going to be able to drive. Straight. The Whistler. Is that like a uh, new Batman 
nemesis. That was just. I, for one, would like to welcome our alien overlords. Uh, wow. That would be very useful. Were they listening to something? Hopefully, the listener hears that. Is that somebody's brakes or something? I got to check it out now. Should or I, aliens. I, I one or the other. Myself? I'll be in the basement. <laughs> Let me know when it's safe to come up. We've talked about this before. It's a car. In a way that I sit here all judgy, sort of, about my kids in the video games. Mm-hmm. But if there was Xboxes when I was 14, like, yeah, I would have been an Xbox junkie for sure. Hmm. We never would have had one. My my parents would have never bought one. But It feels to me like the difference between what he's talking about with little cars and collecting them and what is happening with kids who are playing video games with cars is that one involves imagination and using and building your own imagination mm-hmm. and the other is that your imagination is built for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you didn't build the toys. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what good are the toys if you're not using your imagination looking at them? Mm-hmm. There's something happening. Here's another uh, analogy I could make. We had toys. We had models that we built, right? Mm-hmm six seven bucks at kmart or whatever and the time that goes into building kmart yeah uh the glue the paint (laughs) the mess it never turns out like you wished sniffing the glue everything is on a server rubber cement Mm -hmm. they don't have anything in their hands and like here's here's old man higgs with his hundreds of records i need records i i like to get out a record put it on play it hmm. well i think there's some... maybe send it to my friends uh yeah. they it's don't not an mp3 there's no object anymore it, it's all in the controller hmm. your your car that you fantasize about the music you like to listen to the the everything all your it's it's in the ether it's it's no longer ta- tactile tangible hmm. am i complaining i don't know it's just it's just how it is there it's you... an observation it's a difference i I've gotten into whittling and oh. uh, wood carving a little bit recently. And, and cutting yourself really bad? Sure. That's part while. of the adventure, there man. You Do you have overalls? Real consequences. Do I have overalls? <laughs> Who's she talking to, Dan? <laughs> uh, but, Silly podcast host. <laughs> but, yeah, trying to convey to my kids, like, what's satisfying about that, how it's meditative in a different kind of way than just zoning out in front of a screen. Uh, I think you might say that, you know, in, when you're whittling or you're carving something and you're feeling the object, you know, that level of engagement, I'm still with myself. Mm-hmm. But when you're in GTA, whoever designed that world, mm-hmm. you're just sort of playing by their script. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're not, it's just another distraction. It's just another elaborate distraction. Even my 10-year-old is able to, one of the things that I, I guess it's torture for them, for my kids, but I make them drive in the van without the radio on. And I go, listen to the sound of the wheels on the road. Isn't that the best sound in the world? And they're just like. You're no, nuts. you're nuts. <laughs> Put on the radio. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with them. <laughs> um, just even for small amounts of time, though. And he is self-aware enough to go, 
I start to feel anxious if I'm sitting. Your eldest, you're saying. And there's no music happening Mm -hmm. or no podcast or Mm no like something in my ears. After like five minutes, I start to feel nervous. And I'm like, well, then just be nervous for a minute and see what that feels like. But I feel like it is from sensory overload. There's, they are used to stimulation constantly. And so I make them practice, <laughs> torture them being without it. That is really true, though. Mm-hmm. He's 10, and he's already like identifying, I need something feeding my eyes and ears at all times, which I think is a little scary coming from, you know, this place of, I remember Louis C.K., who I know is a bad dude, whatever, but he had a great bit where it was like, put your phone down for half a second. Do you remember that bit? It was like on some late show. It was like... um, When the guy was complaining about service up in the airplane? Yeah. It's got to go to space. Give it a minute. Give it a minute. (laughs) Right. Can you handle not staring at your phone and it instantly gratifying you with information for half a fucking second? You might actually feel something that you're feeling in the meantime. Like, Mm. yeah, that kind of a thing. Oh, boy. That's big. Our our relationship with discomfort and whether or not there's merit to being with uncomfortable feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the other question. Like, it's one thing to complain about, oh, nobody's, you know in touch with themselves anymore or able to, you know, abide discomfort. But like, what's the, what would you argue is the payoff or how would you sell the younger generation on here's the benefit of confronting boredom and, or whatever form all of these, what's the, you know, well, What's the reward? With my kids, with my kids I try just to... having fun all the time or trying to. The benefit of under, understanding how you feel in any given moment, which is obviously impossible to do every single moment, but to at least have a thread that you're in touch with of self-awareness and like, I feel this constriction in my chest. I, my stomach is flipping. What is that? I might be nervous. Is to... Have an understanding of what certain feelings feel like in your own body so that you can then identify them later. Like if you always get a headache when you're hungry, then you know you need to pack a snack if you're going on a long walk or like know thyself essentially. And if they don't have at least a little bit of curiosity about that, I'm not saying they have to spend 20 hours in meditation and silence every single day, but to at least start to learn their own cues then they know what they're bringing into the room when they go to talk with other people. Like if they go into the room angry and they know they're angry because their stomach is doing flips and their shoulders are tight, then they will know how to treat a situation if their brother, for instance, is poking them with a stick. They know they're already coming in angry and they're going to get in trouble right off the bat because they're going to be more reactive and they might know, oh, I have to go in my room and be quiet for a little bit or listen to music before I can like be with other people. I feel like self-awareness, you can't, it can't be early to teach that kind of stuff, right? 
Well, what, what was your original question? What, did I tangent off that? The the you know making an argument. Maybe this is it's self-explanatory, but you know how important is it to be self-aware? What are the benefits? And is it necessary to sit with discomfort to get to a better understanding of yourself? You know, discomfort. Yes, I feel like. It's the hardest thing is to sit with discomfort for sure because it's awful, it's terrible. But the sooner that you get like accepting that that's just a part of the human experience, then you can be more curious about where the discomfort comes from. And that's like self awareness, right? Mm. I think about this in terms of denying yourself something you want to and oh, the developing, like a donut. developing this. <laughs> This, yes, well, Homer. Uh, <laughs> a donut. Yes, exactly. Or trying to give up alcohol for months at a time, or discipline, like what impulse control, like the gratification or the reward of indulging something that brings you pleasure mm-hmm. is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. It's harder to define exactly what kind of cold satisfaction one might take from a life of depraving yourself of you want what us you all want. be hedonists what solving hedonists did you do you hedonist? want us to all be hedonists well it's just donuts for breakfast burritos for lunch bourbon for with dinner. food with food and a pack of smokes with food it's easier because you recognize like i don't want to be obese i don't want to have diabetes you understand the consequences mm-hmm. of denying yourself certain things but like it becomes a little less clear cut in terms of, you know, what difference does it make if I just, you know, binge another Netflix program versus read a book mm-hmm. that might self improvement versus mm. entertainment. Oh boy. Yes. Mm. Right. Like the consequences of one or the other aren't going to be as apparent as mm-hmm. you've gained a lot of weight, dude. Stop eating donuts. <laughs> you guys keep this up. You're going to make me talk. Oh, Dan. <laughs> couple things uh to what you were talking about chris reminds me of the god episode Hmm. that i still i i don't think a single day goes by i don't think about that and want to just do it another one and another one and another one because it just it's a big concept it's a big uh it's a big thing and what you're saying about being in touch with yourself that's i would i would say that there's going to there's going to come a time in your life where you're going to have to like look in the mirror and something is going to be hard and no nothing's going to get you out of it what are you going to do then when you've been watching 5 second f- videos for the last 12 years <laughs> just like so i my kids show me a lot of videos on. I don't think it's TikTok so much. I think I, I don't know. I don't know what the apps are. Snapchat. Mm. Oh, I don't know of, if that exists anymore. Does it? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Uh, but they show me a lot of random five-second videos, and I just go, "Huh? What? What?" And it, it talk about random. I no idea. But their brains react, respond to. 
an infinite series of five second clips that are unrelated to each other. Mm. There is no theme. There is no story. It's just, oh, this guy going down the hill on skis and a tree hits him in the balls. Now here's a cat that makes a face that looks like a person. <laughs> now here's a toaster falling in a bathtub. Look what happens. <laughs> now and it just and it just rolls. It's on an it's on a loop forever. And there's no sh- there's no end or beginning. Mm-hmm. It's just whenever you pick up the phone until you decide to put it down, you can you can watch a string of unrelated stimulus stuff. Does it feel like a slot machine a little bit, like a hit a, and then a, a hit? A little bit. It's a, a dopamine thing a for sure. Mm-hmm. And it 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 I worry about attention span and like, can you like focus on stuff or like tell a story in order of how something happened? Mm. Um. So that. But getting back to what you were saying, that the comfort with discomfort. They just make it go away. Like, quick, show me a funny video so I don't have to feel bad or mm-hmm. feel left out or feel alone or feel mad because I had to shovel more than so-and-so. Or think about mortality. Or think about mortality. Or anything. It it, it does concern me. Uh, and but just, I mean... We're talking around these things, but they're, it's kind of self-evident. Like, yes, you have to get... You have to know what it feels like to be uncomfortable. Right. Uh, and it's, it's not going to just go away in a few seconds. It might take a day. You might, something might happen to you and you might feel bad for a week or a month. Or, dude. And a, a chain of unrelated funny videos aren't going to help you mm-hmm. or, or help you address whatever it is that's causing the discomfort, maybe. And find, and find happiness, and find balance in yourself. Substance there, and how to overcome yeah. things when things get hard. And like, I think all obviously, I think all parents are struggling with that these days, in the phone era. Uh, and I'm a I'm a phone junkie too. I'm always on my phone, I'm texting people, my sports, you know. Uh, right. But what I do is okay. Sure. <laughs> what I do on the phone. We're is not okay. talking about me here. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I'm not on the stand here. Um, <laughs> but we're. I'm giving people, uh, or or you have to create your coping skills. You have to. That's you. You you create that yourself. Like your parents yell at you. Your siblings do shit to you. But you have to create your. You're okay. Self-soothing. In all of this. Yeah. The ability to self-soothe without a device or a screen or distraction or something. Can you, can you, you know, uh, learn some stretching exercises or can you, you know, yeah. actually I, pay your attention Your kids to work you? on this. I've heard it on your yeah. podcast, Going I'm, Beyond. I am the most annoying mom in the, the world. On the Projectivity Network. Because I... I forced them to have some sense of self-awareness. Yeah. Also, that was eye-opening for me. I was, I was stunned and impressed to hear a ten-year-old hmm. talk about being aware of feelings, how to cope, what to do when you know you're in a a, a bad place, or maybe know. that's. I was shocked. I was really shocked. Really? Yeah, I was. Maybe cool. this is part of the problem. Is that one of the things that you do specifically is self-awareness identified through your body grounded in your body the body usually pain doesn't attention lie. to 
physical cues. And when you're, even though you're taking in the video, five second videos through your eyes and whatever else, like I had an experience where I was playing my guitar and I was recording into my laptop earlier this morning. And that's something that gives me great pleasure. And I do think there's a spiritual dimension to it or whatever. But after a while, I felt like I'd been hunched over in a chair for a while and it didn't feel good. And I have self-awareness now to recognize like, okay, maybe this needs more work, but put it down and move around a little bit. Yeah. And get some fucking air. Go outside and let the light shine on your face. Yeah. Get a drink of water. (laughs) Uh, You know, yeah. Right. But the, the, the disconnect of this generation the younger generation from from their the mind body disconnect to a degree maybe are we am I getting at it is that I don't know the, I mean part I, of the I can speak to that's... what my kids have gone through and part of it was because my second um, needed occupational therapy so early like age three because he had no impulse control and had you know, he would terrorize any environment that he was in because he had so much energy and he was bouncing off the walls and climbing shit and climbing shit and knocking shit down. And I would never be able to bring him into a normal room in anyone's house. I couldn't bring him to any houses or nothing like that because he had this sensory disorder. And so I learned a lot from the occupational therapists about teaching him cues to tune into his own body and like the zones of regulation. Have you guys ever heard that? Uh-uh. No. The zones of regulation for kids. They teach it in schools sometimes too. Now the green zone is you're calm, ready to learn, attentive. You can connect. There's a red zone. You're pissed. Which is you're over the top, out of control, can't control your emotions, don't feel like you have any impulse control, can't really talk to anybody, can't listen to what they're saying. And then there's like the yellow zone, which is kind of... um in between green and red and then there's the blue zone which is like you're really draggy and saggy you're tired you need to lay your head down on the table so there's like they the occupational therapist that we worked with approached it as non-judgmental whereas generations past they might say he's a rascal he's rambunctious he's Mm. out of control he's you know a scoundrel and now they're like, no, it's actually a physiological mind-body connection thing. Things are firing at a different rate, and mm-hmm. there are ways that you can address it through the body. So they would give us all these exercises for him to do, even as young as like three years old, with his body or his eye movement, things like that, um, so that he could engage his ability to control his own impulses. So that was really helpful in combination with like yoga and meditation and all the stuff I was already into to be like the body almost always tells the truth about how you're feeling almost always unless you're going through like a clinical depression or something and you your body is constantly telling you things that you don't necessarily want to believe like I can't get out of bed or you know it's like a a physical sensation that you can't have a hard time standing up against mentally but anxiety is another one like panic attacks your body's telling you lies so there's some discernment, but in like a normal living state, your body is your tool to tell you what you're feeling and wanting and desiring at any given moment. And so 
I feel like the sooner you start listening to that. Mm -hmm. Impulse control, you touched on something that's maybe close to the heart, if not the heart of what we're talking about and learning to sort of, you know, self-mastery, if you want to call it that. How Mastery of the self. Mastery of self. Our next guest is Yoda. Yeah. But how can you... How can you... Please die up to be here. (laughs) (laughs) How... How can you develop <laughs> impulse control and without without sort of sitting with that discomfort or or you know um, f- being without forcing yourself to be without and and uh, you know if if you're just moving from one distraction to an, to the next and feeding these channels in our mind these reward. And fighting against huge systems that are designed mm. to feed those reward systems. Right. Like Facebook, so trying to break and down YouTube your and phone is reading you. What makes this, what makes the person on the other side of the glass even more compulsive? Mm. Yeah. The little slot machine. Or, yes. or impulsive. To do yes. that. Mm-hmm. Whoa, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It causes. This is huge. It's like I hear my kids, they stay up really late at night Mm -hmm. and they I hear things like, oh, I have, you know, I can't sleep. I can't turn it off. It's like, oh, interesting. Maybe if you didn't stimulate yourself, play whatever game for six hours or stare at your phone and watch five second videos for six straight hours. And we've been obviously uh, if the listener is doing any math at all. We've been very permissive about the screens and the video games and all the other distractions. Mm-hmm. Right. With a a big reason for that, though, at least, or you could call it an excuse on my part, is like they have to learn how to manage this stuff eventually. Mm-hmm. We can't do it for them. Right. They have to learn when is enough Xbox, when is enough funny videos in a row because we're not going to always be around and they're going to have to they've got to get that equipment somehow or that software and chris uses it working i don't know chris uses a word a lot Mm. that relates to this i think which is you have to have a certain level of curiosity about your inner world Mm -hmm. unrelated to the stimulus that you consume to distract you from yourself and how do you convince someone of the younger generation that, you know, there's a whole world to discover <laughs> in you that's even more oh, yeah. that's one, wonderful yeah, it is. or intriguing than or rewarding ultimately, you know, on a more subtle level than these mm. big splashy attention grabbing oh. things that, you know, will draw them out of themselves you know you know what just what if i wonder when my kids have kids of their own what will their policies be that'll be the that will be will they have learned will 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 society have that will tell me i guess when i'm old how they came out of it will their kids have limits rules on this stuff because as we're learning if you watch enough Docs, like, yeah, they actually do track you 
and the phone starts to learn what you like and it starts to send you alerts and pokes for things that knows will keep you engaged. Will our kids have figured that out? So I'll, our next episode will be after my kids have some kids of their own and we'll check in on this. Right. No, I'll be curious. That's that's a good I question. I think there will be some external regulation that becomes more like infrastructure because people can't regulate it themselves. Yeah. Or are my kids when they're... Or research or a pill that you can take that will help you ignore some of these things or when get they're better th- impulse control. Before you turn on your phone, take this pill. <laughs> it will help you discern what's worth your attention and what's not. Oh, my. And uh, when when my kids are like 30 and maybe have families or whatever they're doing, will they be like, man, I can't even, you know, does it catch up to you later? Like, I can't even concentrate. Like, my, my hmm. all my centers are so burnt out, I can't focus on any, you know. What, is that is that something we're headed toward? With I think game? about I think about virtual reality as it relates to this too. Yeah. As, as mm. all forms of entertainment become more and more kind of immersive and yeah. and and uh, what would be a, a particularly difficult challenge is yeah hey go spend some time with yourself and whittle a stick rather than take a hike <laughs> through the Himalayas and <laughs> battle ninjas while you're doing or it or do the like demo the- on the PlayStation where you're in the shark cage. And oh. I don't care who you are. You eventually throw that thing off <laughs> and like touch stuff. Really? You think you're going to die. Yeah, I did that over you the did. Did that over the holidays. Virtual reality? Or a while, I forget when it was. Yeah, it was over the holidays. Describe it. Yeah, it was uh, at my brother-in-law's. They've got a, a PlayStation. and But the Oculus comes. It's compatible with other stuff, I think. Anyway, just happened to have a PlayStation. And the demo is Shark Cage. Hmm. And they, much to everyone's delight, of course, I put the thing on and then they put a chair in the middle of the room for me to hold on to mm-hmm. just to like stay centered in the room kind of and not like fall over, fall over <laughs> and knock stuff down and whatever. <laughs> and First they uh, spun you around three times. Huh? It is. Uh, of course, I tried it like they were the kids were playing um, Rocky. There's a Rocky game. Nice. All day long, they were boxing. And mm. it's the most exercise I've seen them get <laughs> in months. They were sweating. They were like, their arms were tired. Wow. Because like when you get knocked down, the way you get off the mat is you have to punch like this, like super fast. Okay. And the harder you get knocked down, like the more you have to punch. Rapid fire. You go fire. down this like long, dark tunnel. Rapid fire. That's and funny. you have to rapid fist. Yeah. And you come back out of the tunnel. Anyway, <laughs> so that's the most exercise I've seen them get in a long time. So yeah, the shark cage thing. You're you start at the surface uh, just below, like you can see the bottom of the boat above you. You see the like the tubes connecting to mm-hmm. your thing. There's these little drone sub things around you. It's all very bright. Hmm. Uh, of course, the sound is great. It's intercom type sound, you know, like, OK, we're going to send you down over, you know, oh, like wow. that um, just remarkable. And I was eating it up. I, you know, I, I can watch a movie and get lost. So put me in a VR thing. And I totally gave, just gave myself to it. Huh. And like, lowers you down, gets darker. Uh, spoilers, spoilers included here, folks. Um, <laughs> then you, so you go through like a dark phase and you see jellyfish and you see like those, those creatures that 
they look like little trumpets hmm. and they like stick out and then but if light hits them they all like suck back in yeah you see a whole bunch of that kind of stuff beautiful and mm-hmm. it's yeah it's so serene and so beautiful but you're in a shark cage <laughs> and you know you know it's coming and the whole time you're doing this uh uh you're you're negotiating with yourself about this not being real. Yeah. Uh, uh, hmm. But it looks real. And I'm holding the back of a chair for God's sakes. Like I know I'm holding a chair and standing on a floor. Yeah. But the way it moves around you. That's maybe one of the takeaways from this is how powerful, you know, how powerful that is on your brain to hmm. f- how how thoroughly it fools you. Wow. And uh, and you see it in the commercials too. Like the girl in the commercial is like lightsaber fighting and then she picks up the thing and it's her cat on the couch <laughs> <laughs> uh so to wrap it up yeah you once you get down through the beautiful dark place with the jellyfish and stuff then way off you see a shark oh god and it's your lizard brain is just like half of it's like oh god a shark and the other half is like oh it's fake and then it keeps getting closer. And your subconscious is going. Ex- yes. Dun-na. Yes. Because we all grew up with Jaws being the scariest the movie fear. of all time. So when it's far away, mm-hmm. you're you're making you're constantly negotiating. Like, well, at least it's far away. Looks big, but it's <laughs> far away, you know. And then it keeps getting closer. <laughs> oh and then God. eventually it gets violent. It, it eventually rattles your cage. Hits the cage, <gasps> and you're standing there holding a chair, but your brain. Oh my is god! Is in total panic. It, you your cage is shaking and the bars are bent, and then, I, wow, your family members are watching you like look up and down. You're looking all around because <laughs> it disappears, and so you're waiting. You're looking for it to come, and uh, can you punch a shark in the face? You're still going. You're still going. It's fake. I, I'm holding a chair. That, I'm wait, in the that's room. a good question. If you move, does the virtual reality scene change? Yes. Oh my! It responds to you. Well, you're in a ca- like you can only go so far. You're in this cage. Okay. But yeah, when you when you look around and everything is. Oh my god! But it doesn't mirror it's the movements time. of your hands and your arms in this virtual world. That would no. be the next level. Okay. No, no, you yeah. you're, you can't see your hands or okay. anything like that. It's not that good. It's not mm-hmm. quite to that level. Wow. Still. And yeah, so eventually, jump to the end here. Eventually, the shark disappears for a little bit. And you're looking around and you don't see it. And the second you calm down, it like sideswipes you with <laughs> mouth open. And that's when oh I just threw the thing God. off my head. And and then everyone's laughing, of course, you know, but mm-hmm. with good reason, because it's funny. Um, but yeah, like. And you pissed yourself in front of them. There could be words on the screen that would be like, this is not real. And you'll still, the shark will get you. It eventually will get you and. Hmm. Maybe maybe I'm just more susceptible to stuff like that. But so I imagine crazy, the potential for using it for post traumatic stress and stuff like that is oh my. infinite potential for yeah. like the good that it can do. I would absolutely because it can put yeah it can put you like when you're in the serene ocean and there's no danger. It's the most serene thing. It's nirvana. It's it's. I wonder about the hmm. potential for VR. And travel without having to oh go my. places too, you know, for people who like to like a change of scenery, but they don't want to well, do the 12 hour plane ride to Thailand or there when there's a pandemic. Be, mm-hmm. There have to be studies on 
what how your brain changes after virtual reality versus having the thing actually happen to you. Hmm. Is your brain exactly the same after that experience versus actually experiencing it? As it relates to porn, I've heard some speculation on that too. What? By the way, that's kind of an interesting. I was just going to say, like nobody's working harder on this than porn. Right? Porn dr- drives a lot what, of innovation. What did they find? Well, just no. I don't know a lot about it. Uh, believe it or not, I haven't researched it. But think of the potential. Like if Dan post-traumatic stress, you know, amputees. Let's talk about the porn. potential for porn. <laughs> yes. Let's. What's really important? No, but I think that might relate a little bit to, you know, this disconnect between what we'll call real life and and mm. and what we're seeing on the screen and the the quote unquote gratification you get from, you know, virtually being with a naked woman and seeing, you know, the act of sex performed versus actually having sex. You know, those aren't the same things, even though they might both result in orgasm. But the physical response, you said, is the same. You're sweating, probably, heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. Panic. But you're not going to be able yet, at least with this technology, to simulate the sensation of being touched and hmm. feeling things that you're touching. I mean, right. when it reaches that level, you wonder... It's will terrifying. people will people lose interest in the actual world altogether? My impulse is to say I'm so against this, but then I think <sighs> there has to be a reason. There has to be good reasons. I why have that it impulse exists. too, and like I uh, to take a step back. Sometimes I think like, are, is this it, guys? Like, is it, are you going to be happy just sitting in your room playing video games like yeah. till the end of time? Are you going to? Go out and experience things, or you, you know. Yeah. There's a lot about the world, though, right? That that makes you understand. That's hard to defend and is awful, you know. And like, for for your boys or for a teenage boy, like when my son's not playing video games, he's working at Walmart, mm-hmm. or doing hmm. online schooling, mm-hmm. or when you think about the uh, the paces that life <laughs> puts you through, like this is the alternative. Huh. This is this is what you have to deal with to survive. And then when you're done with all that bullshit, you're supposed to ask for more. <laughs> In a sense, you know what I mean? Like the the impulse to escape is or I can the put reason. on the headset and go to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can put on the headset and go diving. I mm-hmm. think Yeah. I think the the <clears throat> Give me some more real life. The avenue that this feels <laughs> right. The avenue that this feels like it's traveling down is one where the importance of relationships gets takes a back seat to everything. Like if you are in a virtual reality world or a video game world, I guess with the exception of people that you're playing with online, you're not engaging in relationship with anything. Other than the game itself. Unless you're gaming with your friends online. That's what I just said. Like, oh, okay. with that exception. I'm listening. Oh, okay. You're totally listening. I am. 100% listening. I'm here. But, like, even if you go for a walk in the woods or in the, I don't know, by the ocean or something, you're building a relationship between yourself and the natural world. You know, like, there's some substance there 
Or if you sit on your porch and you whittle wood, you can wave at your neighbors going by and then you're starting to build a relationship there. It's sort of like the virtual reality feels like it's stealing the emphasis away from relationships. And we know that without being having degrees in psychology, that <laughs> isolation is not healthy. Too much of it hmm. in general. And and I wonder how would any of us know about that right now? Right, right, right. When that's the isolation has been the mandate for almost a year. Does it matter if you have a virtual relationship with an imaginary? There was a movie about this with an imaginary person. If your brain believes that it's actually a relationship, mm. and how? What's the difference in the level of satisfaction you get from hanging out? Air quotes for those who can't see my air quotes right now online with, with friends video game friends versus being in the presence of other living people being able to share the experience of playing a video game hey nice shot dude hey oh sweet horror guy <laughs> i don't know what they okay. say to each other <laughs> probably sounds a lot like that chris sick ride man if i if i okay when the boys play with their friends they do these missions together mm. and I hear yelling and right. F-bombs. Riotous good times. And they are huh. they are working together. Mm-hmm. Hey, you go in that room, like you can see all your buddies in like a virtual way. It's like kinda. the Goonies. You can like see where they are through walls and stuff. You can see each other. Mm. Or however, uh, there's an overhead view and your dots or something. You, you all know where each other are. And you're game planning and like, hey, I've got these two guys here. You wait over in the this room. And when I bust in there, like you jump out and blah, blah. They make. So there is a, a strategy. A, yeah. There's a collaborative relationship. Uh, yeah. That angle when you're playing with people. Yeah. It is ex- extremely collaborative. Uh, you're. So, again, it circles back to that question of, like, how do you tell them that that's not connection? Or yeah. that's not real relating? Yeah, Dan. Or, or there. Yeah, Dad. Or, or there. <laughs> I mean, I get how that's still not the natural world, and it doesn't address the fact that for thousands of years we evolved to live in and be in, you know outside in the natural world and relate to other living things and and such in a in a real direct way it feels a little like the first discovery of fire probably there was a lot of accidents and mishaps and we didn't know what we were doing and our hair got on fire and we're like you know but eventually we probably got the hang of it it still feels really new i think it's really sweet that your kids come to you and they're like hey i made it to level 17 of this car game it's they're still trying to connect with you which is really uh, sweet yeah yeah it's i wish i had some it's just the same thing i wish i had some uh point of reference good energy to give to that but i'm just i'm just an old guy that goes to work every day and like pays for everything around here so like It'd be like you saying to your mom, Slayer, track two, check it out. And she'd be like, I yeah, true. Yeah, it would be. I don't, can't. I've got no. And they ask me to play the games. 
And like I tried Aww, to play a driving game. So sweet. Once my oldest plays a lot of driving stuff because he loves cars. And that seems doable. No, I'm hopeless. He hands me the controller. <laughs> the green flag drops and I'm like upside down, you know, or, you know, first gear change. I've like wrecked the car. I, it's too much. I, I'm from a. You need, a, jo- on you need one a joystick side and two buttons on the other side. Right. And these have enough buttons and stuff for all your fingers. You've got to play with your <sighs> toes as well. Yeah, no. it's just, I can't. <laughs> I got nothing. Mm-hmm. I've tried a little bit. Uh, yeah, but I mean, part of what we're describing here. You're making me feel bad that I don't. Oh. Uh, I probably should because I, I got to find it. I, I should find it and be like, hey, good job. Way to go. I'm not saying you're doing something wrong. I'm just saying it's sweet. You mu- I'm I saying know. you must be doing something right if they're still looking to connect with you and coming to you and going, hey, dad, I just did this. And you know what? If it wasn't the disconnect over video games, I mean, this is a story that's as old as time itself. Generational gaps and disconnects and feeling like you're my child, but, you know, I just can't relate to you on this level, that level and that level. And I never will. Mm-hmm. You know, we never will because... I was born in 1977, and I had the life experiences I had. And, and our yeah. parents, like, so whatever we were doing, act, um, we were, because we're so good, we were being active, we were hanging out with real people, doing we were, real stuff, and our parents are still like, I'll be impressed when you take out the fucking garbage. <laughs> and right. same thing in 2020. My kids are mastering every level, and I'm like, yeah, you want to impress me? Mm-hmm. Take out the fucking garbage. Never, I feel like change. the difference is that... We as parents now are going, am I doing this right for my kids? Oh, that's am a big I connecting difference. enough with them? Am I validating them enough? Mm. I don't, I mean, the generations behind us. Does he know I love him? Does he know what? Yeah. Am I, do I tell him I love him enough? Right. And, if, and, and will he interpret my inability to be enthusiastic about this thing that he's jazzed up about or whatever right. as a reflection of how I feel about him? Hmm. Instead of the thing. Yes, that concern, that two-way sort of wanting to meet the child, you know, where they are, Mm -hmm. rather than just all top-down sort of either. (laughs) This goes top one direction. Yeah. Top down. Mm -hmm. That's, That's new, and we don't have a lot of, I feel like, sometimes just speaking personally, like, uh, you know, I understand the the benefits of being a more sensitive, responsive parent. But you still do have to be the boss. You still have to maintain this authority. So like making it up as you go along, having to make mm-hmm. it up as you go along a little bit. Because, yeah, I have zero fucking examples in my memory bank of my dad being like, what would you like to do today? How do you feel about this? Oh, you don't like mushrooms? Or, you know, whatever. What do you want to listen to on the radio today, Andy? <laughs> yeah, no. You got me with one there a little while back. Um, video games. Uh, when you're not, <clears throat> when they're not playing video games with their friends, uh, they work at Walmart. Or does he really work, work at Walmart yeah. right now? They work at Walmart. They're Blue doing, vest. They're doing virtual school. Uh, can you blame them? Trying to build, trying to build that framework inside them, 
that brutal framework of like, you have to do stuff you don't want to do most of the time in order to get to the stuff you do enjoy. Mm-hmm. And like, so our, our, our youngest, you know, if you say, um, he comes in, kicks his shoes off in the middle of the floor, like, hey, put those over in the corner. Oh my God. You know, the bloodletting that you get for that. <laughs> and that whole, when are you going to get past this like resistance to even seconds of, of effort? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole, you know, you complained and fought for a half an hour about doing math. And then we did math for like 10 minutes. When are you going to get that equation? When are you going to figure it out that you just, all you did was make it take longer. Self-defeating. And when you actually did it, it was kind of fun. Like we did solve just how many roses, uh, Pedro's class sold at the school B, uh, by using multiplication. We, kind of fun mm-hmm. actually math is fun i guess not the way it's taught a lot of times we just came out we just came off of it from uh, christmas break you know i was home for 10 days in a row felt amazing to just get up and and be my own boss and do what i feel like and i, I did a lot of work too like we did a lot of purging and throwing stuff out and cleaning and all that kind of stuff a different kind of responsibility, though. And trying to teach these kids that, like, if we just lay around all the time, it's not fun. If you lay around all the time, you're just a sloth. You, you got to earn it, baby. You've got to earn the re- you've got to earn relaxation. You've got to earn your fun. You've got to earn because that's not just because that's the way it is, but it actually makes the reward Sweet. So exact. Yeah. You know what's great about what you're saying is that you're not framing it as you do what I say because I said so. Oh, Chris, keep telling me how good a job I'm doing. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. That's something I figured out early, and uh, it's a great self-regulating system. It's not control. You're not trying to control, and I've seen this. It's ugly and it's, it's, it sounds like you're mm, trying to show them the inner workings of a reward system of life. Like life can be rewarding, right? And here's an example of how it can be rewarding. Not just when you buy a sweet new vehicle on GTA. (laughs) And it is, it's, it's everything. It's uh, getting to know yourself. Uh-huh. Getting comfortable with discomfort uh, and self-denial and all these. It's the more, the older they get. I mean, of course, when they're little, everything is like, no, no, don't touch that hot stove and, you know, uh-huh. don't pinch and don't bite and all that stuff. But after that, <laughs> it's. Uh, I had a biter. More and more and more. It's just like, if you don't want to hear it from me, the world is going to tell you you suck. Mm. It's not my rules. You act like that, you're going to get punched in the face. You don't like carry or, your end of things kind of thing? Yeah. You, if you treat people that way, mm-hmm. let's say, yeah. or if you don't show up to work, you'll get fired. I'm right. not going to yell at you. I'm not going to confiscate your money. Mm-hmm. 
you'll be out of a job and you won't have like the world regulates you itself. You don't, this isn't, these aren't my rules. I didn't uh, make this up. It's hard to, the way you're acting. It's you hard to impress upon, like I'm a relatively tidy fellow and you could make a rational, try and level a rational argument to your children about why you put things in its place mm. to some degree, because then when you want it, you know where the fuck it is for one thing. But the satisfaction of straightening things up and making things look nice and keeping them nice when you're paying rent and you're invested in it, well, that's a different level of pride that you have in where you are. And you can't really communicate that to a child who is, you know, bound to by their nature and their position and whatever else to take this all for granted and who fucking cares where my shoes go and you know it's so yep the second it's yours it's very very different i thought it would be a little bit of that if they got their own room you know if you have your own room it's your own stuff sure maybe there would be a little pride or a little i like my room just this way whatever that chip is my kids don't seem to have it Yeah, I'm not convinced that a lot of the energy that I put towards keeping things just so is really as important in a general sense as it feels to me. Like, I'm sure I could be, you know, maybe maybe I'd be better served directing my energy towards schemes to make more money or any other, for instance... Uh, there's a number of things that I might, where my energy and time might be better used. It's not that I'm saying I think it's a problem, but... Keeping a clean house? Yeah, right. My place is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it, it can be a little bit difficult to justify to the child who's asking, you know... What's a, here? Here's something that happened that was funny. The way that a child's mind works versus mine. Like I've got a relatively small wastebasket in my my bathroom. It's not a large bathroom, but it's big. It works. It's fine. Big enough to puke in. Big enough to yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my daughter uses a lot of Q-tips with her cosmetic application mm. and whatnot. And then they never fucking make it into the wastebasket mm. ever. There's always just this ripe. Yeah, there's just like five of them at least every time I go in scattered around there and I go, Eden! And they're close to it even. Oh, they're close. They're super close. <laughs> they're very close. <laughs> Couldn't one? They're they're very close and I have to, I said to her, Eden, take the extra second instead of just pitching it blindly to look and deposit. And she's like, get a bigger wastebasket. And then it was just that cartoon scuffle of just like dust with hands coming out of it. And like. (laughs) Yeah, but how do you. Like, from her way of seeing things, like, what does it matter if there's just a huge pile of Q tips next to the (laughs) toilet? And and life goes on, you know? Would and it be passive aggressive if you pick them up and put them on her pillow every time she? That's misses? what Lori's mom used to do. Just... I'm, uh, swab the toilet with it first. <laughs> <and then> pop... <laughs> no, no, you know these are p- 
petty examples, I suppose, to a degree, but it's just it's not petty because it builds up over time. Yeah, and the and one of the most frustrating things about parenting is, you know, um, with with uh, self discipline, teaching self discipline, like to pick up after yourself, something that simple. Mm. The number of reps that you have to put in is fucking mind numbing, mm. and it really it is hard to control your own. I mean, when you're trying to teach discipline, to be disciplined enough in yourself to not freak out sometimes when you're saying this same thing that you've said a thousand times and the Q-tips just aren't fucking finding their way into the basket. Are you doing this to drive me crazy? Is it intentional? <laughs> you wonder at some point, but then you, your better sense says, fucking relax. She's mm. a kid. Mm. And yeah. Mm. Yeah, that kind of discipline. And we parent ourselves. Still. About the... Anybody's house, but I mean, you know, we've got six people in ours and three dogs. Oh, God. So, so many things can get things can get out of hand, like, really fast. And, mm-hmm. like... So, if you don't pick up after yourself, oh, my God. So I'm a self... Uh, like you. I'm just... I, I don't know. Years of practice. Uh, whatever. I'm just that way. Like, I pick my stuff up. Stuff's always in a certain place because uh, among the reasons is like just like the how long do you want to argue about flashcards? How long do you want to argue about 10 minutes of flashcards? An hour? Two hours? I got all the time in the world. What do you what do you need? Um, It comes from that. Like I don't want to spend an extra second looking for something because I'm busy living. I want to. That's just a thing. I habit, good habit, whatever. And then like trying to impart that to kids, you know, pick your shit up. We don't work for you. We're not your employees. Well, but you're, you know, and like, show me, find something of mine in the house. Hmm. You can't because it's all hidden. It's all put away. Everything's put away. Yeah. And yes, they're uh, the top of the freezer. Everybody. If any of my family listened to this. What's on would, top of your right refrigerator? Away, say, the top of the freezer, dad. What about the top of the freezer? That's where like. Uh, long-term mail that has to be addressed mm-hmm. goes. Uh, documents go up there. Pencils. Uh, my pen. Yeah, <laughs> I hoard the good pencils and pens. Safety glasses. Uh, uh, Prosthetic picks, limb. Guitar picks. Oh, guitar picks. Going a little place up there. Uh, my headphones are up there. Just, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got a spot. But I don't know, I'm just rambling about it. It's and the the joke of trying to teach that to people. They can only learn it themselves. Like you can yell at them every day about it forever and it won't, they just have to, and that's the, the treadmill you're on. And just, your job is to ignore me. My job is to hound you and try to keep the place looking good. There is a principle underneath it. Like if, if this doesn't seem too silly that, you know, what my daughter is doing in those instances where she's just chucking things on the floor and it's not reaching the wastebasket is she's being, she's rushing around and not taking the time to do something properly, which can be problematic on, on larger levels, right? So there's a deeper lesson about slow the fuck down and do the thing that needs to be done properly so that it doesn't become someone else's problem. 
And then there's also laziness, mm -hmm. lack of concern for the other people that have to take care of this problem that you've just created. Does this this is a job for somebody else. You're being lazy and, and it's selfish to just check stuff, throw it around, not contribute, not care. It, anything you do is everything you do kind that's, of thing, right? Oh, I like so, that. Mike Moe, that's uh, the Bruce, Bruce Lee guy yeah. from... That was his. That's. I think that could drive you crazy his, if you uh, didn't pick your battles. But you know what I'm arts, saying. You know, code. Mm. Say that again. Them. Anything you do is how. No, what is it? How, how you, you do, do anything, anything is how you do everything. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I wonder. Does do you think that precision comes from those rows of like how precise things had to be growing up on the farm? Of like. Both of my parents were. You know, they had very high standards in the house, and it's oh, in the house, not just and and around the yard, and you know, yeah. Some of my mm -hmm. earliest memories were we had a a gate that ran around our property, mm -hmm. and this was before weed trimmers. I Did guess. Did you and have things. to paint the whole thing? Only moving your hand up and down. Yeah, and, and then as a result, you can't get a fucking jab through this. <laughs> but no, it was the the fence. There was a bit under the bottom of the chain link or whatever mm -hmm. that the mower didn't get and we had these hand clippers oh and one hand not the little no two-handed i know what you're talking about. one hand they're like, like scissors, scissors except, yeah but not in line it's like okay flat scissors super sharp though. flat scissors there you go and 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 going under the fence to get that grass uh, so that it was uniform and it looked looked right and that attention to detail even though that's tedious yeah and maybe not the coolest thing to have a kid doing i mean i got to play in the sandbox too don't get me wrong but hmm. but being forced to do those kind of things is you know in part what why uh you know i'm able to start a job and see it through to its completion and you know not cut corners and 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 have to a degree anyway I'm Why not. is it harder now to teach kids to respect the place where they live than it was? Because we're not beating them as much. The, no. <laughs> I, well, true. Amen. It's true. <laughs> yeah, they don't fear anything. They're not afraid of us anymore. They're not gonna, they have n literally nothing to lose. They're not going to lose anything. They know they're loved. Hmm. Yeah, and maybe in the grand scale, like... The tidiness of your fucking yard and some of these things that we were, that were drilled into me, you know, were less important than if I would have had a little more security around the idea that I was good enough. Both of my folks, you know, and like I was, uh. instead of, Jesus Christ, no more half-assed job. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing over there with that, you know, just go in and work with the women for God's sakes, you know. Uh, my drive is yeah. the total opposite because my house, my dad did not like mowing the lawn. So my house was the house on the block with the grass mm -hmm. that had gone to seed. Really? Yeah. And we had like outdated furniture and one room that was just a cluttered mess. and These status cues. And in the suburbs. Degree, like he didn't. Oh, God. Yeah. In the suburbs, status is everything. So right. to me, part of my motivation now is like, I want to live in a house that feels 
clean and tidy and like as if someone cares about who lives here you know what i mean and cares about the property mm-hmm. i so it's almost the opposite because your house and your land was so precise and so like pristine and mine was just like the total opposite but i, I have the same drive of like take some care because my kids shred their clothes when they take a shower and then they don't pick them up afterwards and there's water all over the bathroom and mm. you know all kind of, it's just right, right. there's they're really young yet Urge but kill rising yeah <laughs> i'm like can you pick up your clothes and then i'll go back in and they will have picked up just their underwear but like mm. the sweatpants and the shirt and everything else is still there and it's like every time what? you call that kid back though i've got to tell myself this Every time you call the kid back and say, you forgot, do do <laughs> yeah. what you know you need to do, mm-hmm. you know, that's accountability. There's a lesson in there so that down the line, hopefully, when they're called out on something yeah, and they need to make a corrective move, it won't be foreign. Dan has uh, talked, you've a, talked about that too, where mm-hmm. you're like, you don't budge on the things that you insist they do like if if i said to put all the dishes away or something Mm. and you've only put away half or you've put Mm. it close to away but it's just on the counter it's not actually in the cupboard where it goes you come back and you do it you finish the job Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh man this is huge itch this is so huge oh god uh Yeah, it's our parents, their parents, their parents' parents. Kids have always been kids, whether it was 1840 and you lived in a sod house. <laughs> Mom and dad were telling. You have one spoon the and kids, one bowl put the that spoon you had away. to clean. We yeah. got to share that spoon. That's that's one spoon has got to get us through, you know. Yeah, right. Your one. What do you do with the spoon? Your, your one pair of pants to... Now where you have an mm. Xbox and you have clothes in your closet you don't even know you have and, and too much shit. You have everything. You have everything and it, it's actually nothing. You have so much stuff, it's all nothing. And here we are making the same put the goddamn Q tips in the garbage can. We have <laughs> we have a uh, you know, our laundry area with all the bodies we've got gets out of hand pretty fast. And like there's a big wire cage like basket mm. that's the sock bin that you're just supposed to throw <gasps> your socks in what percent of time do you think socks get into that thing 20 maybe <laughs> maybe that and the amount of like uh the amount of calories i've burned on just hounding people and mm. And then just picking them up yourself sometimes, too. Just yeah, like it's so much of that because it's easier than getting somebody from upstairs. Yeah, right. yeah. these same. It's the big practical joke. It's the big punchline on all of us. I try to make things fun because they're still really little. I can trick them sometimes. If I'm trying to get people to match socks with me, we have a big sock matching problem in mm. our house. So I'll I'll be like, okay, it's time for sock wars and just dump everything out and be like, whoever gets the most matches in the next two minutes. And they fall for that? Sometimes. And they're into it? Oh, my God. What's the reward? I don't know. Something stupid. <laughs> Socks. A lollipop or 
Esme was Esme's about lollipops, so she'll do anything for lollipops. You can motivate her. Could be anything. A chocolate chip. They would probably fight for a single chocolate chip. You know, and it gets weirder. You know, it it just gets weirder when they get older. It's like (laughs) now you're trying to tell somebody with facial hair (laughs) to put their socks. You know, someone who looks like a man. That's weird. To put your socks in the goddamn, like, we uh, wash them for you. Yeah. We put them in the machine. Could you just, and hmm. can't, can't, looks like a man, looks like an adult, <laughs> not, not an adult. Weird. Yeah. Sometimes. It's a punchline. You were talking about life having to help you out and help regulate a little bit. Like a mutual friend of ours had a son that was a little overweight mm. and rather than hounding him about it. Uh, he, the, the kind of, you know, made their suggestions, offered a lot of healthy things and whatever. And he just did the kid thing and would go to Popeye's every chance he could or whatever. <laughs> but then, Popeyes. but then got to high school, wanted to start to get laid, <laughs> realized that's a I'd better strong shower. I'd better hit the gym a little bit here. I'd better do some, uh-huh. I'd better watch what I'm eating here and, and, uh, do something about this or else, you know, I'll be a virgin yeah. forever. It, my kids, you know, more better incentive there. I mean, I wish there could be like a sex incentive for putting the laundry in the right place. Put the, <laughs> the socks in the right place. There's After a blowjob some... station right <laughs> next to the sock bin. Chris, I live in Deerfield. Come on. Come on. Uh, so uh, I, I never answer. shut up about like put down the Xbox and go out and do something, walk dogs, go for a run, read a book or whatever. Yeah. My oldest, he, he's a pretty good self-regulator. I got to say like he's, he's figuring things out and it, it mm. kind of gives me a little bit of hope That's nice. good. that it does. It takes oceans of time, but it does start to sink in the more independent and the more they start to live their own life, whatever. Seeing yeah. some good things, but anyway, no, that's good to hear. He went through a, a a phase where, like, oh, and you know, with kids and phases, like, you don't hear a certain word in your house ever, and then all of a sudden you hear it every five seconds, like skateboarding. Nobody in my house, no, no skateboards, no nothing, and then all of a sudden one day everybody had to have a skateboard. <laughs> I love skateboarding. <laughs> we love to meet down at this spot and do all and do tricks and stuff. Just came, it came and went in like two weeks, and I'd never heard it again. And now my garage is just full of skateboards. <laughs> but, but it's good. And it's anytime something like that happens, you go, good, yeah, fun, right? Hanging out with people, Outside. doing stuff. So you just rubber stamp it, yeah. And uh, my poor oldest, he, him and his buddies got into mountain biking, and he went mountain biking a handful of times, and then he had a serious wipeout and cracked a couple of vertebrae. Jesus and Christ. That's what you get for like trying stuff, you know? Like so he was doing everything right and then life and then kind of superseded me and put the punchline on him like, "Ah, oh, look what happens when you have too much fun. You uh you go off the trail, you fly up in the air and you land flat on your back." Ow. And then you're in a brace for like he just got his brace got out of his brace like Oh, dude. That sounds horrible. Yeah, just so it's all just a big punchline. The joke is on us all the time. Disagree. And we have no control over anything. 
<laughs> Sincerely, Hammy Hammerton. <laughs> Spot me while I play as a fly enthusiasm aimed at your end. Different scan the floor for one tapping door, bobbing head. Any signal coming back on the same map for Rick frequency wavelength. How's the reception connection? Don't flip the dial, that's your performance. Here's commercial free. Here's commercial free. Only thing for sale up here is me and my CD. You're free to catch up on all times at the top of your lungs. Got a mic and I can turn it up, but I can't turn you down. Got a mic, but I need a new remote. I want it click. Point click, flip around, phone and more appreciation oh, from the crowd participation. Would it be too much entirely to expect a little respect? Would it be too much entirely? What if what to say is true? Less is more.